Oh, wait. The theme, Eric? Yeah, I got it. Adventure Guys! Adventure Guys! Now it's time for Adventure Guys! Alrighty, episode 5 of Adventure Guys, a podcast for humans and dogs. I am Nick the Human. I'm Eric the Human. And today we are joined by our first guest ever in Adventure Guys history. We're going to have an adventure gal with us. Uh, Mara Frankel, thank you for joining us. Oh my God, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, right on. This is a monumental first special guest episode of Adventure Guys. We did it. Congratulations, everyone. Yeah. I'm so nervous right now. Uh, you don't need to be. You know, Mara, you're the first guest. I think in the first or second episode, I brought up you. You came up. Actually, it was the third episode. You know why? Because the third episode we was about featured the lemon grabs. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And I I watched the first couple seasons, um, and then I had kind of tuned out, which I've been saying uh, every episode of Adventure <laughs> Guys. But then we were getting to know each other and we were working together. You were like, Nick, you like Adventure Time? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were like, do you know about Lemon Grab? And I was like, no. And then you gave me like the clip when it's him and his brother. And the doll. The and doll, the doll. The dolls, playing with the dolls. I think about that episode all the time because it was the first time I ever was like, what? it calls back to my, like I used to watch Ren and Stimpy as a kid. And so I feel like it was the first time I ever was, it was a reminder of that, of like, a kid show that was so weirdly adult in its humor that I was like, I don't, I don't know what this is, but I like it. Yes. So that Ren was Stimpy the, I th- really uh, laid the groundwork for a lot of the weird, random cartoon humor that I think is pretty present in today's shows. Yeah. That's like really early, like absurdist, like meme humor. Yeah. That was kind of <laughs> mid, was that mid nineties? Oh, yeah. early nineties, early nineties, yeah. early nineties. Oh, yeah, that. And that was like way ahead of its time and like way too adult. But that's a yeah. whole other. Adventure Time is like at least on the level that it still is like normal and fun for kids and like appropriate for children. Whereas Ren and Stimpy did not. No. Like now looking back, I'm like, why did I watch yeah. that? Well, I think what Ren and Stimpy yeah. also got for me was like when you're a kid and you sometimes you see gross adults and it's kind of like scary and disturbing. Ren and Stimpy is like one of the only little like cartoons to really display that part of being a kid. For <laughs> Yes. But I was even to say like Lemon Grab was like ahead of its time in like meme humor in that it was like the screaming and the yelling and the nonsense of it was very like that was years ago. And I feel like now it's comedy's only gotten like more jarring and scary like that. So. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about I love the screaming. Oh, my God. (laughs) The dolls and then they were fighting. Oh, I was. Yeah, that was I didn't know what was happening. And that's why I liked it. Yeah. So you. That was, and that was a moment where I was like, okay, I need to check back in on Adventure Time. Like, this show is better and, than I thought and gone places I never thought it would go. There's something here. There's, There's something, something here to enjoy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, uh, I'll go on record. I'll say it. I think Adventure Time is the greatest cartoon of all time. That's my opinion. Yeah, you know, I wasn't prepared for this conversation, so I, I would really <laughs> want to do it. It's like a hard claim. I'm trying to like. I want to put some thought into that one. I'll, I'll I'll qualify the statement by saying that it's not necessarily my favorite cartoon, but I think it's the greatest cartoon. What what would be your favorite? Steven Universe. Ah. The episode we watched was Rebecca Sugar. 
I was yes. excited. Yeah. Mara I, called, just, I just pieced that together. Mara like, called now. that out immediately. I like, was like, when, oh, <laughs> Steven Universe. Oh, we're going to learn a lesson about sad, like morals and sad things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I'm, I'm going to have to ruminate on what my favorite cartoon is. I mean, this is up there. I mean, it's a great argument for this being the best cartoon of all time. I, I can't argue that. For a while, I really loved Futurama. I think that was my favorite cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um, did Billy West ever do a, a guest spot on Adventure Time? I don't know, but you got John. You got John, right? As yeah. Is there other other character? Are there other voices from Futurama in the show? Uh, I don't know. Did Phil Lamar ever do a guest spot either? I mean, Futurama had some pretty heavy talent. They did get John DiMaggio. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I always try to pinpoint the guest guest vocal talent they get, but I don't I don't remember a Billy West character. Oh no no yeah he was in an episode I remember now it's the episode uh, I'm sure you haven't seen this Nick I don't know if you saw this Mara the one where it's like Jake town Jake city like everything is Jake everything is yellow. <laughs> I think so kind of it's like yeah triggering a memory. Yeah. yeah, and Billy West plays all the citizens of this town. They're all yellow, mm-hmm. and they're all... He plays, like, ten different characters in, in that episode. Yeah. You know what? A, another contender I'm just reminding of favorite cartoons. Nowhere near as good as Adventure Time. I'm not even going to say that, but I loved Frisky Dingo. Did you ever watch that show? Oh, that was, like, early adult swim. Yeah, it was early adults. It was before Archer. It's the same guys who did Archer before. Um, About, yeah, it's... I feel it like seemed I'm... a little intense for my taste. Oh, it's very intense. I think that's why I liked it because it's so. Crazy. I don't think I ever really gave it uh, an honest go. Like I think I saw clips of it. I, I remember, of course, Harold was a fan of uh, it. Ah, yes. How He's we remember that random humor? How did we not talk about that when I was hanging out with Harold on tour? Oh well. Well, I love <laughs> Adventure Time. I say we just jump right in, discuss this ep. Sure, let's discuss the episode. Discussion. You know, I keep thinking that's that's such a lame bit. No, that was Let's amazing. See. Oh my god, that was <laughs> awesome. I didn't know there was gonna be a transition like that. I'm very ready. That was fantastic. All right. Thank you. I guess glowing approval <laughs> here. <laughs> it stays. <laughs> All right. Episode five. I mean season five, episode fourteen. Simon and Marcy. Yeah. I mean, heavy episode. I mean, out the gate, this is one of the the most legendary episodes of Adventure Time. I looked it up. It was, I guess I should have saved this for fun packs, but I think to set the stage, you know, AV Club put it on their top 10 episodes of all time. Um, it was nominated for an Emmy uh, that year for best episode, short form, animated content. Um, lots of people have talked about the greatness of this episode and the way it marries, you know, the humor, the the emotional themes and the history of the characters is really something. Yeah. I think it's a, it's an important episode in the general story and the huge plot of adventure time. And I thought it came at like a pretty special point in the show's run. Like it's like sort of halfway through everything. It's like in the middle of season five at that point, uh, when I was watching it, everyone had told me that the story of adventure time was so great and so involved and it's very slow to develop. So I think at that point, I had just sort of resigned myself to be 
be like, oh, we're never going to get a lot of details about these characters. We're just going to have to leave it up to our imagination, their backstories and all this, you know, how they got there. Uh, and then they hit you with this episode and it gives you everything that you've been wanting about these characters' backstories and they held out for so long. Yeah. And it's, uh, it, it's, it's an, almost an entirely flashback episode. 996 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Very interesting. Um, I think interesting part about that is that it's set in what seems like today, right? Like, right, yeah. Because, <laughs> because in it, you have the Ice King at 47 years old singing the Cheers theme, which means he knows what Cheers is. And at 47, <laughs> that would put him in like the prime age for when Cheers came out in the 80s. So it's kind of like they're saying, yeah, like, the world's about to end. We're about to have some sort of zombie-esque apocalypse. Yeah, there's there's never really an explicit mention of like how everything got to be the way it is, but it's it's pretty strongly implied by this point that there was some sort of nuclear war that in our time just destroyed everything. But it's it's beautiful because it gave rise to the wonderful wor- land of ooh. Yeah, which <laughs> is like a utopia. It's a utopia. Everyone <laughs> just gets to hang out all day and go on fun adventures and hang out with their friends. It gives me hope. Yeah, I like the way this show. Like, I like this episode because it the way they go into the flashback is so like, oh, why is it? Why did you invite him? Oh, let me tell you. Bam, we're back. And so the way they just like enter into heavy like you were saying the way they kind of enter into the backstory is so casual and not heavy at all where it's just like they do the like dead card that's like 993 years ago and then they're exploring i like the way it just kind of throws you into the story and it's not like oh we're getting some heavy you don't realize how heavy it's about to get you're like oh this is fun they're exploring cute yes you don't quite know what's happening and then it gets so yeah much more the thing that really drives that home is that finn and jake have no point of reference for how heavy that is. They don't they, they don't understand anything about what happened a thousand years ago. So it's just like another story. Like it's just like, oh, that's cool. Rad. They have they have no perspective on on how meaningful and uh that is to, to Marceline, because they just have no way of understanding what a thousand years is like. Yeah. And then then having yeah, living with each other in their lives now for a thousand years. Like, that's yeah. a long relationship. Um, yeah, it was cool. I mean, and it was great. They really did. I really did. Like, I love Simon. He was like a great dude. And his relationship with Marceline was really wholesome and made me happy. It made me like literally sad from the very beginning as like an opposite to that. I literally felt sad. like as soon as the crown stuff started coming up and it was like, no, don't do it again. And like disappointing a child and like the kind of even like the transition of how the episode starts where obviously like Marceline is the more put together mentally of the two of them in regards to things. And then to look back and they're so different. I like immediately felt sad because I was like, oh, something's going to happen. That's going to explain all of this. And I, yeah, that I, makes me feel dread inside. And I had, like, I had no fun adventure feelings. I just kind of felt the impending, like this is going to be sad for a reason. Well, I, I had the dread too. Like I was watching, especially the first time watching, I watched it twice, but the first time I was just like scared and sad. I'm like, this is going to turn. This is going to go bad. Oh God. Oh God. When's it going to happen? And they played with that. They like kind of hint at that's going to happen and stuff. But if Adventure Time does The Walking Dead, that's what it was. Yeah. Oh, you know, I there was an also somebody online was com- comparing it to Cormac McCarthy's The Road, 
which I have not read. It's been on my list for years. Another well-respected book. Oh, okay. Book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've only seen, like, it's funny, of the few episodes, I've seen a bunch of episodes of Adventure Time kind of out of context. I know, like, I've gone down a Wikipedia rabbit hole of the grand story of Adventure Time and, like, how everything fits into the timeline. But it's funny because of the episodes I've seen, now two of them have been sad Ice King Simon episodes. Like I saw, remember the other one where they sing as well. They sing and it's him holding on to his memory. The same sort of things they touch on here. Just funny that like the only, the times I've engaged are always so heavy and emotional accidentally. Yeah. Well, I, and I love that. That kind of goes along with some of the themes we've already explored in previous episodes, Eric, but it gives you compassion for the people around you and why they are the way that they are. Um, we've learned about Marceline's problems with her dad and how that's shaped her and stuff. And then, yeah, I, I went into that very deeply. <laughs> um, and then, but this one, you know, it's like they do this a lot with the Ice King, which Ice King seems annoying and just like a character you don't want to know about. And he seems mean and selfish and all these things. But then they kind of go back and anyone who is mean and selfish, it's usually, there's a reason for it. Their life has led them in a path and they've been hurt and mistreated and and they kind of show that and I like that it's compassionate it's empathetic Eric I like what you said though it's interesting because I feel like with Jake and Finn having no context and being like oh yeah it's a story is like we're they're so we're so used to seeing them as the main characters and having advent literally adventures and all of these fun things and it's interesting of in the reference of like when you there's people you don't know and you don't realize like the the whole history people have with other people so it's like it's almost a moment where like it's interesting that like Jake and Finn have never had to think about that before and they get this whole story and it's like, oh, I think that right after they get out of the flashback, like the first thing Jake says is like heavy or something like that. Or maybe that was us that said it. But someone's like, whoa, like they they comment on it. And so I think it's interesting of like for the first time they have context into they're not the main. They are the main characters, but other characters also have backstories is like an interesting. Yeah, I, yeah. I sort of think of Finn and Jake as like our window into their world. Like they're not really the main characters in, in anything that's really going on in Ooh, but they're our way of viewing what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. The series finale does a pretty good job of contextualizing that a little bit more where they set it like in the future, like after Finn and Jake's time uh, and like talking about <clears throat> like their big final battle or whatever. But it's definitely not the end of any particular like greater narrative it's just like the end of that particular story that they that they were involved with i think the show as a whole is sort of like a loose connection of of plot lines that come in and out and weave within each other and the ice king's narrative is probably the longest arc that interacts most with all the other plot lines so it's sort of i guess where we can as a viewer see the biggest narrative development in terms of the setting in terms of all the other characters and their interactions too so yeah i think this is an important uh episode in the ice king's narrative in marceline's narrative but also just like in the viewer's understanding of how the show is is paced and how it's developed and been in jake's place in that as well which is not as big as it's made out to be. Yeah. I think anyway. I made an insane face because I just realized, I was going to say, for me, this episode always reminds me, they, they, the, I've seen notes of it that touch on a bunch of things, but for me, it always makes me feel like 
kind of dealing with like Alzheimer's and dementia and watching people that are caretakers as they get older and unable to kind of be in touch with struggling to hold on to themselves, what that means in your relationship with them. And just you even saying that the Ice Kings had like the longest story and legacy is like, that's the whole point of the, the episode is that people, curmudgeon old men, you don't realize they have a whole history and a whole story behind why they're like that. And it's worth exploring because it is deeper than just your Jake and Finn's perception of what it is. There's a whole yeah. deeper story there. It's like the tip of the iceberg. That was just, I was making a face because I was just like, whoa, you got to learn the history of people that came before you yeah. to understand everything. It makes so much sense. Totally. And you, you see the sacrifice that Simon had to endure in order to, you know, save Marcy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sort of tangentially, it reminds me of this, this comic book. Um, it's uh it's called After Death and uh it's like it was a short book it was only three big issues came out uh, like 3 or 4 years ago um but it it's set like so far in the future and humans have stopped dying like they've figured out how to live forever but they're still the same like physiological humans with their regular brains and they can only remember so much mm. like that's a so cool they, premise yeah so like you can only store like a couple lifetimes worth of information in your brain maximum so they go on for like thousands of years and they lose all their perspective and they're alive and just being people but they keep making the same mistakes over and over again and they keep re-meeting people that they forgot about and 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 they'll find records of like oh we used to know each other 600 years ago how come we can't remember any of that it's really like an interesting thought experiment. Yeah, I want to read that. Yeah. Right. Hey, and then you might end up a thousand years in the future calling people Gunter, and you don't even know who Gunter is or why you're calling them that. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the Gunter origin story episode is a good one. I was gonna say I was like Gunter is Gunter around at this point in the lore? I when when. I mean, obviously, there's a name that he knows, but that's why I was wondering. I know Gunther, the little penguin. I just haven't seen him. He wasn't in the episode at all, so I was trying to figure yeah. out where he fits in. No, but you heard Ice King call Marceline. Yes, Gun yeah. call call her Gunther. Gunther exists already, right? Yes. Okay, perfect. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. Gunther the the concept is like somehow tied to the the crown. Hmm. Yeah. Uh -huh. And there is an origin episode for that later on oh and that that brings up a question that i had um as i haven't seen enough of the show as i ought to have um is that obviously the powers for the ice king stem from the crown um um is that the same case for the other wizards and the other you know magic people in the show or are they like earned skills or born skills uh i think it's different i think it's a special case with the ice king there's um yeah uh and this is sort of a plot line from the last season i guess where they explain like the elemental magic mm. um so i mean the four elements are candy ice slime and fire <laughs> <laughs> that's good i like yeah. slime but yeah the other wizards uh i i guess they just learned magic of their own accord or maybe they had magic parents <laughs> i don't know yeah I don't know. And there's potions involved and spells. Yeah. There's all, yeah. all of it's in there. Um, that's cool. Um, hey, uh, any, any favorite quotes from the episode? 
I want to know why Jake said what what you are talking about, Willis, instead of just what you talking about, Willis. Is that just like a yeah. copy, was that a copyright issue? Like, I just want to know why they didn't say the line that way, the right way. What you are talking it was really about, bother, really bothering me. That that stuck out. There's a lot of Jake brain scramble moments that we've been witnessing recently, which are <laughs> so fun. Well, it also kind of foreshadows the use of the Cheers theme. And like, yeah, and like older television. So. If it is indeed that, what you're talking about, Willis. That was weird. That was such a weird inclusion. Which which Just, part? The Cheers theme? or? Yeah. <laughs> well, it did give you context to when this is happening. And, you know, the the lyrics match up. It takes a lot to get through the world today. It takes everything you got. <laughs> oh, that's true. And I feel like, but I also feel like in terms of pop culture references, like pop culture theme songs, that's like a quick, easy, it has words, you can do it, like, in terms of recognizable themes. It's the quintessential, uh, quintessential, like, comfort show for, yeah. for a whole generation of people is Cheers. Like, that was the the friends of its day, or whatever. Yep. And I've never watched Cheers. I haven't either, but that is, oh, that's so good. You, have you watched? I've, I, not, like, enough, but, I mean, it was Kelsey Grammer, what's his name? Ted Danson. Ted Danson, um... Mary, no, no, who was, was uh, Woody Harrelson was on it? Yes. I like I that we're going to sit here and. I've got some buds who have rewatched. Who, watch Cheers. who have rewatched the full show within the past couple years. Because oh, it is yeah. like. It was like a quintessential like turning point for sitcoms. Um, Does it hold up or is it like so just hopelessly dated though? They said it, it kind of holds up, but it is of its time. I'm going to say, this is a show about hanging out in a bar. I feel like it also doesn't hold up though. Because that's like super like. <laughs> I feel like old school like. Hey, bar, bar folk. Let's check it out and, and reconvene on a later episode. We'll have like a <laughs> cheers, guys. We'll have a mini cheers. Yeah, cheers, guys. <laughs> and podcast within a podcast. Yeah, that's good. Sure. Um, can we play our game? Sure. Uh, it's time to play. Did you see the snail? Mara, did you see the snail? No, I thought I did, but upon review, upon rewind, no, I did not see the snail. Close. I, too, did not see the snail. Okay. I did not see the snail either. I was going to be really, I was, I was just waiting for you to be like, I saw the snail as like the expert in the room. To you know saw it last snail episode. Was. It was insane. Although this is such a, are you, the there's a snail in every episode, even the sad ones. Supposedly. They don't refrain. They're not like, this is a heavy one. Maybe we shouldn't do a snail cameo. I don't know if Adventure Time ever gets that heavy. <laughs> if if the, I don't think an Adventure Time episode ever approaches too serious for a snail territory. That's fair. I feel like I cried during that other Ice King episode. I'm telling you, when he sang that song, I feel like I 100% cried. Yeah. It was pretty heavy when he was descending. No when he was descending to the heavens, singing the cheers song song to like keep his wits about oh, him oh that was, that was so pretty sad. sad yeah that was oh. sad that to me is like the worst and that to me is actually the worst of the like alzheimer metaphor is because yeah. it's the like i'm trying to remember something about myself to hold on to who i am like that really just hurts my feelings yeah no snail though do we know where the snail was do you guys like cue that up when you don't find it we said we were going to <laughs> okay but uh but we didn't but we didn't yeah no <laughs> fair enough <laughs> We got pretty excited last episode because we we came as close as we've ever been. I, I did see the snail on the last episode. 
And I was, maybe I got cocky. Maybe I was just overconfident about it. Just like, oh yeah, no problem. I'll see the snail and Simon and Marcy. Well, Nick described it to me what it looks like, he thinks. And now I feel like I have a picture in my head of what it does look yeah. like, which means like I feel like I've seen it before in other episodes. So, Well, it's the regular snail. Like he is a character in some of the episodes. Like he hangs out with the lich. Oh, then that's why. I only know him as a character. Just kidding, I think. Yeah. I didn't know he was an One independent character. If, if all three of us had seen the snail, I don't... Oh, yeah, he has a funny voice. He's got a cute little voice, too. Nick showed me a picture just now. what he sounds like. Oh, God, we got to get a snail episode going. I got to meet this guy. I feel like it makes a noise at some point. <laughs> Otherwise, if, I'm losing so it. So if, if two of us see the snail, then there's a special victory theme song <laughs> that may or may not already exist. Oh, I was gonna say. If three people in one episode saw the snail, I, I guess I would have had to make a special a custom song, victory song. Yeah, Eric's Eric's in charge of making all the music. The music is outstanding. Oh my gosh, yeah, I like of- all the different genres so far we've heard <laughs> too. I feel like I've heard a few different, you know, sub varieties. Oh yeah, it's very good. It's all in there though. Yeah. All right. So that was. Did you see the snail? Mara's over in my apartment right now. We're doing this and with Eric on uh, Google Hangouts, and my apartment is a is a mess. <laughs> thank you for thank you for uh, for dealing with it. It's man. an honor to be here. <laughs> really enjoying the energy in the studio. How close are you to uh, actually being packed up and ready to go? Uh, not that close. I'm leaving on yeah. Friday. It's Sunday. I am like. I feel like you did pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. I'm I don't like, know how you're going to move all your instruments, but that's a story for another day. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've got. Can you just burn all these notebooks? <laughs> That's my life in there. It's my journals. Oh, then never mind. Don't do. You that. keep a journal, Eric? No, no, Mara. No. <laughs> yeah. I should probably. Yeah, I have a really, really, really bad memory. Um, Ice King style. No, I do too. That's why I'm like, I should. I really. That's a really good yeah, idea. Yeah. So right here, I see Mara looking at it. This is a like a daily planner. But what, it, what I've morphed it into is sort of like a daily journal, which is just the things I've done that day. And I'll just put like the big ticket items. Like, oh, I got lunch with this person. Or here's my to-do list for today. Oh, wow. Okay, so there's your big... Oh, gotcha. yeah. I remember you had that when you were on tour with us. Yeah. <laughs> because I was like, I'm going to forget what happened on this tour. So I kept... I did the uh, Holophonics Summer 2018 tour for a week. And I wrote like 15 pages and it's like exhaustive, but it's really rad. I've gone back to it and like forgotten conversations that I had or things that happened. And it was like great. This just reminded me to take a picture of this moment. So I didn't forget. I use my Instagram story as my diary. Oh, nice. But I've been doing that for like a long time. And people were always like, why do you post so much? And I'm like, because I'll forget what I did that day if I don't post. About and you just it. go back into your archives. I do it for myself. Yeah. I like exclusively post on my Instagram story for me so I can be like, this is what I did on this day. When I go back and look, like it's nice that other people see it. But yeah, that's not a bad. That's uh, for me. Yeah, it's like a, a little snapshot. Like yeah, boom. Yeah, my memory. Um, well, it's gone bad. You know, probably from like too much drinking and stuff throughout the years. But also, I have a distinct memory when I got to University of Delaware as a freshman, and up until that point, I had a great memory. And like when someone, I would like listen intently to everybody. They would listen to me. That's just kind of how my friends were. I remember getting to college and having a couple close friends tell stories and then they would keep retelling those stories. Like hearing kids like formative high school stories, you know, you're a freshman in college and they'll be like, oh man, this one time when I, with my friends, like we went to like the mall and like we 
beat the shit out of this guy or whatever. And you're like, whoa, you're so cool. But then, what? <laughs> but then friends would keep telling these stories. And I realized nobody's listening to themselves. They're telling stories. They're not listening to me. Like everyone's just waiting for their turn to tell. The story. Yeah. So then I started being like, you know what? I'm not going to remember anything you're saying anymore. I'm going to keep retelling the stories. I am. Who gives a shit? Like, the, these rules are gone. I don't and like since it. then, my my memory like hasn't been as good. Nick can recall the moment he stopped active listening. Yes, that's what it was. <laughs> that's terrifying. I was like, oh, actually. so nobody's actively listening? Like, why am I putting in any effort? And I was like, <laughs> I felt so disrespected that I was like, I know, I need. It's to- got so heavy. Yeah, that's funny. We live in a different world now than. When you were in college, you could turn that switch back on. Also, like you're an adult now. That's why I feel like, well, a lot of adults still don't do active listening. So I, I think I'm okay at it. You've gotten better. You've returned. Yeah. And, and I never really left. It was more so with like a couple friends. I was like, you, you became are, more selective about it. Yeah, you guys are pieces of shit. Like you're not listening to anything you say or I say. I, do you have friends like that when you, where you speak to them and you can see the eyes glaze over? Yeah. So many people. <laughs> so many people. I don't want to put anyone on blast. So I'm no, like, no, so no, many no. people. Just friends, family, <laughs> you name it. I want to list names right now. Yeah. <laughs> or have you ever been on a phone call, especially in like COVID times, where you're on a phone call with somebody and then you say something and then there's like a big silence and you realize, ah, uh, you're probably surfing the internet while you're talking to me. <laughs> Talk to Brad. Oh, nice. Every once in a while. They're like, yeah. okay, bye. Yeah, okay. Yeah. He's fact-checking you. Fact- that's like that's the when you're telling a story on the fourth. Damn, that's crazy. <laughs> I love that. Name. Damn, that's crazy. <laughs> I think people listen to podcasts like that, where they they're not active listeners. I think there's someone out there listening to Adventure Guys right now, saying, "Damn, that's crazy." Yeah, <laughs> you didn't hear anything that happened in the last twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Hey, if you're listening and you're actively listening, send us an email at didyouseethemail at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. Yes. Active listeners only, please. Nick has to feel respected and validated. My time is worth something. People could be using it to fall asleep. That'd be nice. (laughs) This podcast? Yeah. That would be really nice. We talked about last episode that Eric listens to podcasts sporadically later in the day. I'm a morning listener. Usually like when I'm running or commuting. What about you? I used to be a subway commuter. Yeah, I was a commuter listener. It was a good yeah. time fill for that because it was a good distraction from like music. I would still be mad about what's happening around me because it's <laughs> like part of my life. Whereas like podcasts, because I was actively listening, it would distract me from the annoyances of my commute. Yeah, the subway. Yeah. The New York commute. The New York commute. It doesn't exist anymore. I only started listening to podcasts when I was doing solo tours and I would have like a nine hour drive totally alone (laughs) and that you just need another voice yeah having a conversation (laughs) yeah man that's that's a long drive i'm getting ready my brother's flying up we talked about uh from austin just to do the drive from new york to austin with me because i'm like i'm gonna go crazy if i have to do two solid days of driving alone well (laughs) eric i just did it a couple months ago yeah and And you did it and you did months of it touring well, yeah, there's that. <clears throat> but when I drove up to New York uh, from Texas with the van packed beyond capacity, uh, I like usually I can find a place in the van to, to lie down and sleep. I couldn't even recline a chair because it was packed so like dangerously with all of my stuff. Wow. And uh, I did have to sleep. I did, did have to take a nap like somewhere in Tennessee at the halfway point. 
and for just like five hours, I just slept for like twenty minutes at a time. Oh, <laughs> sitting <laughs> upright, sitting up straight in a chair. <laughs> this is dangerous too. Um, you brought that much stuff with you? Yeah, yeah pack it well, into a van. Here, yeah, you amps and guitars and stuff, and then I don't have a lot of furniture, but it was just like amplifiers take up so much space in a vehicle. Yeah. I have like six or seven of them. Ah, uh, there we are. All right. Well, w- was there any uh, interesting, fun facts about this episode that haven't already been spoken? Here's one that I had. Um, Simon and Marcy was the last episode to feature Rebecca Sugar as a storyboard artist. Yes. And Is this when she... It's evident. Yep, that's when she... Uh, Is that when she, Steven she, Universe happened? Yeah, after completing the episode, she left to do Steven Universe. So fun. I didn't know they were like connected like that in that way, but I guess that makes sense to me. Like cartoons yeah, with it's, heart. Uh, I guess you can trace the lineage of Cartoon Network shows back pretty far of like creators working on older shows, like getting their start before they do their own thing. Is the other one connected to regular regular show? Uh, Are they part of the universe somehow? I feel like I don't know why. One of the producers on Steven Universe worked on regular show. Um, I forget. They're definitely connected. I just feel like whatever executive at Cartoon Network is like picking up all these shows, like they're one of us. He, yeah, and the, and one of us. I know. Yeah, he's one of us. One of us. Well, I know that um, JG Quintel, like Rebecca Sugar, was all was pretty young. When he got in, like right, right, Eric wasn't Rebecca Sugar like young when she? Yeah, yeah, I think she was just maybe a year out of art school or something like that. I mean, she's our age. Wow. Yeah. Furthering the one of us <laughs> narrative, <laughs> meme kids, yeah. meme kids with heart. Oh, here we go. Hey, 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 hey. Um, JG Quintel wrote for who's the the main dude? Is in that a yes show. or no? What is what are you Wikipediaing right now? This is. JG Quintel's like career. So he he uh was on Adventure oh, Time this is the yes and as no a writer, animator, and voice actor in 2010 and 2017, it says on his Wikipedia. Oh page. wow. It's enough proof for me. Says he played the Blue Jay, which like isn't Mordecai? Oh yeah. Isn't Mordecai yeah, yeah. a Blue Jay? And Oh yeah. Did he do- can we like now I wanna this is a whole other yep. tangent. <laughs> was Mordecai on Adventure Time? A guest cameo on that episode. I remember it's kind of funny. Oh man, I love regular show. I just feel like that was another like a little more adult for its time, but also really kid friendly, but also still like had some humor. No like edgy humor. Nothing in it is like, oh, that's it's just like absurd enough that it feels like a meme. So yeah, and I I I really love. I think it's because I grew up in the suburbs, like. Art that really like honors the magic of the suburbs and the mystery of what's happening there, and that it seems so quaint and normal and like not even interesting. But then when you like dive a little bit deeper, and it's like ah, like there is there's like magic here or something, and that's like that's what regular shows all about. I have never thought about the setting of the cartoon before, but that's really smart. Yeah, it's yeah. like so innocuous. I told you about Snake, but uh, J.G. Quintel's new show on HBO mm. Max, it's called Close Enough. It's basically regular show with just humans living in L.A. written for a TV 14 audience. Adult regular show. <laughs> I'm into it. I'm into that. 
Yeah, I love honoring honoring the suburbs. It's where I come from, even if I don't if I don't live there. I mean, that's what I've been listening to um, the new Front Bottoms album pretty consistently all weekend. Have you listened to it yet? Maybe? Not yet. I really have to. I know. Eric? Well, I haven't checked it out yet. Check it I'm out. I'm so excited. They do the... I find really revolutionary about them is that they make no... They don't try to be anything other than themselves, which is like just two dudes from New Jersey. And the way they talk about their lives is that the things that happen in our lives are important. And we don't need to be these cool people. We don't need to like dramatize them into these epic stories. It's like, no, like the connections we have between our our friends, our parents, like in this close intimate setting, like it does feel huge. It does feel big. And like, they really honor those like relationships that everyone is a part of and makes it feel great. Love that band. Yeah, they're good. I like them. <laughs> like honoring normalcy, honoring normalcy. Well, I just feel like sometimes like with social media and stuff, like we all feel like we have to be like, you know, you have to be a movie star. You have to like be, oh, totally. you have to be interesting as hell. And if like, I'm even going to tell somebody a story. I have to make sure it's interesting. And with the front bottoms, like you can have a song about drinking beer on the beach with your friend and you had like a really good conversation. And those are moments that maybe you don't tell other people about, but are really important to you. And they find a way of like speaking to those experiences and being like, Oh yeah. Like I get that. Eric shaking his head. Yes. Yep. Agree. Front bottoms are a good band. I think that's it. You want to pick the episode for next week? Yeah. Here we go. What are we going to watch next week? What are we going to watch? Let's go! It's the episode. I, I see y'all with your Jeff Rosenstock vibes out here, by the way. That was some real ska spirit right there. <laughs> oh, we got another Jeff Oh, Rins. big time. Yeah, absolutely. Jeff Rins. Just... Two episodes in a row. What <laughs> We talked about Jeff a lot on our last episode. Oh, yeah? Deep he's dive? Like, he's like our favorite person. My my only good story is I used to see him all the time on NASA, uh, like in Greenpoint here in Brooklyn. I used to see him every day on my commute like to the subway. Just on my walk to the subway, I'd pass him. And it'd always make me happy because I'd think of all his songs that are like written about Brooklyn and like written about Greenpoint. And I'm like, ah, oh, he's singing about my street and he's on my street right now. Yeah. Jeff, if you're listening, big fan. <laughs> Hope you like LA. I yeah, do we're love all big we've, fans. We've talked about that. Like, um, what's the song? There's a song I post about uh, getting drunk at a Polish bar. Uh, you think that's Warsaw, right? Oh, I, I, oh. Um, I forget which one I. Th- I used to think it was Warsaw. Now I honestly think it's Capri Social. Club. I thought it was Capri that's, Social. I think it's Capri Social Club. Yeah. yeah. Jeff, do you drink at Capri? Is that <laughs> is that the spot? Can you let us know? Jeff Rosenstock, send us an email, please. Uh, did you see the mail? If you're being an active email. listener, uh, please. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Mara, I don't know if you've listened to his podcast with Chris Farron I, about Lost. I haven't watched Lost, so I haven't listened to their podcast. I just I feel right. like there's so much that would go over my head, even though I would enjoy hearing them talk about it. Yeah, we're it's it's not necessarily essential to have watched Lost to enjoy their podcast. Uh, they do talk about it a lot, but we kind of ripped off their format for this podcast. I was going to be like watching all the episodes out of order. You should just call this back to ooh. Just change it. Real oh, quick. Just turn it up real quick. Back, back to back to back to. <laughs> Are you want to some? Here's a fun fact: is that 
Mary and I saw the first ever Antarctica Vespucci show together. Oh my gosh, yeah. Oh, damn. At uh, Shea Stadium. Oh my gosh, Shea Stadium before it closed. Oh, that was the, the best bar. Best oh, venue. Yeah. And, um, Not even a bar. Chris Gethard. I heard about that place. I tried to book it and they never got back to me. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, Chris Chris Gethard opened. Oh yeah, my gosh. And, what? And, uh, and he was trying to do stand-up, but the problem was is that the week before, Jeff had gone on the Chris Gethard show and his performance like devolved into this chant where everyone was saying, eat more butts. It's oh like, my it's one of the, the most like epic Chris Gethard, uh, public Classic. access show episodes. This whole podcast is me yelling. Oh my gosh. But I'm literally scrolling to find that picture because I captioned it. Eat more butts. I now I remember Instagram? I'm finding. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think Chris was trying to do stand up and like, the the oversect like the intersection of Jeff and Chris fans is pretty high I think so everyone there was just like, I wish he was doing stand up was like chanting eat more butts like when he came on during it and then at the end of it he they everyone ch- chanted eat more butts I think until Antarctica came on does that sound right yeah. it's something like that it was, there was something a really like- deep eat more butts <laughs> chant that's why I'm digging in the archives to find this photo oh my God, so funny. yeah we had such a fun night that night. I have never been able to see an article live. Oh, it's really good. To quietly brag. Yeah, we I saw- guess no one's seen anyone live right now. Yeah, so. no one's seen anyone. I'm curious about these drive-in shows. There's Jersey. There's a lot of them going on in uh, Monmouth County. The Front Bottoms are doing one today in Philly, but uh, uh, Mike Birbiglia and John Mulaney are doing one in. Like apparently, like people are going to them in Jersey. Like they have a ton of them set up. I can't tell if that would be fun or not. Um, I think if it was a party band, like Front Bottoms are a party band, that would be fun to go to. Um, I can only offer my own opinion on it, and I would not like to go there as an audience member. I would also not like to perform a show as a musician <laughs> that way. So just a sea of cars? <laughs> well, here's the pro- Here's one of the big problems with it is that the sound is going to be transmitted via radio, which means that like the fidelity and the quality that the listeners are hearing in their cars is going to be bad. Like it's not going to be great. Um, and so if you're an artist where you can get away with that, like, cause it's just about having really like a fun time. I think that's cool. But if like, you know, it's you can have like Radiohead do that or something, you know? Um, yeah. By the way, in scrolling to try and find this picture, uh, you posted a photo of his band from 2014. Oh. I'm digging through around my, right around this. I'm on your Instagram. You're on my to find Instagram. It. And right around that time, he went to go see the Holophonics. So there you are. 2014. Where were we in oh, 2014? It was because you captioned it, Eat More Butts, by the way. I've now found the photo. <laughs> Nick captioned his photo, Eat More Butts. Oh, my goodness. Mine was captioned, I'm giving up on you, too, because I made mine about the show. And Nick made his about that. That's funny that I just put that online. Well, it said Antarctica Vespucci <laughs> and then hashtag eat more butts. Oh, there we go. And then I just commented eat more butts in all caps. Oh, yeah, there it is. That's <laughs> funny. Good to know. Okay, I had to cover that ground. Eric, I think this is... Oh, here we are. It's at the, the Court Tavern. Was that the first Whoa. Was that the first nationwide tour? Yeah, that was our first coast-to-coast tour. We were on the road for 10 weeks Damn. that summer. Non-stop. Yeah, Court Tavern with uh, the best of the worst played that show. Yeah. And Backyard Superheroes, probably. That was the name of the band. I thought you were just insulting somebody. <laughs> the best of the worst played. <laughs> it was the best of the worst. Uh, no, they're a Scott Corps band from New Jersey. Sorry to that band. Um, 
Yeah, that, I I like that venue. They closed and then reopened and then closed again. They're closed now. We played there two summers ago when I did the tour. That was my first day of the tour. Yeah, that was. I like that venue a lot. I guess they're Just gone. I don't know. Toured. Maybe they'll come back. Yeah. <laughs> no, there are no venues right now. No venues at all right now. Everything's closed. Yeah. Yeah. Driving, driving concerts only. <laughs> driving concerts only. Yeah, I took off a week from work. And I was, remember that. And they were that like, was, everyone was like, yeah, go. That was my summer vacation. Like that was good. Yeah, that was good. That that was yeah. So two years yeah two years ago, um, that was a seven and a half week tour, and we had five or six different bass players on oh that tour. Nick, you were there for one of the best shows and one of the worst shows. <laughs> so you got you got the whole range of what it, what it's like to tour. <laughs> the whole experience. the The best show was at New Haven. Uh. That what you were thinking? No, we didn't play New Haven. Or what, what, we played Mo- Montreal. Was awesome. Oh my god, that was epic. I was. What, what was the Connecticut show? Connecticut. It was like that. It was almost like a ska prom. Oh, oh uh, New London. New London. That's what it was. Yeah, the ska prom. Yeah. With Lama Tsunami. Yes. Yeah, that was a great show. Also, yeah, we had a. There were actually a few really good shows on that week. Yeah. But then we also played a show where. Nobody came on a Monday night in Albany. <laughs> yeah. That was fun. Cozy. Cozy. It was a cozy show. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. It was the that was the best. That was a hard detour from the random episode. I'm so sorry. I went on my Antarctica Vespucci. Yeah. Jeff Rosenstock tired. I brought it up, so it's okay. Uh all right. Let's Oh yeah, what's the episode? You did the you Yeah, let's let's play Play the theme song one more time. What are we gonna watch next week? What are we gonna watch? Let's go! Okay, so you know how we're always saying we're not dogmatic? It's like our yes. our adventure guys motto. <laughs> if if you want to veto this one, I would be fine with that because it's going to make no sense standalone and i don't know if episode six of the adventure guys podcast is time for us to drop into totally nonsense uh but we got episode 207 which is season seven episode eight part three in uh eight part story about Marceline's origins. God, that's <laughs> rough, man. I, I think we need to say, I think we should also save that because we have talked about the possibility of like when it comes to those on like multi-parters, like maybe we do those as like a special chunk. Like, you know what I mean? Maybe. And I, yeah. May, maybe. We, we've got to discuss that some more, but I would rather save that. I, I veto. Is there a veto okay. song or is veto sound? Thank you. All right, let's run it one more time. What are we gonna watch next week? What are we gonna watch? Let's go! It's the episode. What? <laughs> one sixteen, which is season five, episode twelve. Oh gosh. Vault of Bones. That's only two episodes before the episode we just watched. That's kind of fun. Do we want to do that? I'm not against it. What do you think? I'm going to use my veto. You're vetoing it again? 
to one more. Play it again. Yes, here's a good here's a good episode, uh, forty four, which is season two, episode eighteen. Susan Strong. All right, that's a good one. I'm that's in. A good one. Trust me, Nick. I'm in. You're not. You're not. You're not excited. No, I'm excited. It's a, it's a Rebecca Sugar episode. All right, <clears throat> keeping that theme going. Yeah, I'm into it. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, all right, listeners. Next week. Uh, watch Susan Strong with us and come back and listen to uh, what'll be episode six. We're plowing through this. Yeah. We've, we've launched a podcast. Hey, <laughs> we <got> episodes. Yeah, <laughs> we're on. We're on the socials at Adventure Guys Podcasts. Yeah, fun. yeah, fun. Um, Adventure Guys NY on Twitter. Uh, you know, like, subscribe, tell a friend, give them a high five. But not until there's a vaccine for the coronavirus. No high fives. Right. Oh yes. What did I call this? A high six which is where you just six feet apart, mime a high five. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I guess that's it. Uh, good app. Good app, everyone. Good app. Thank Mara. Thank you for joining oh us. Gosh, thank you so much for having yes. me. This is awesome. Yeah. Come back sometime. Cool. All right. Peace out, y'all. <laughs>